Uh, there's so much misinformation out there, Blair, right now. There's so, you know, and, and if you listen to whatever type of news you listen to, we'll swing it one way or the other. Uh, so I think we've got to be able to provide. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 76th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. This edition is sponsored by Milestone Mental Health Agency and Apex Financial Group of Virginia. We are focused today on leading through crisis, uh, truly an unprecedented scenario during our lifetimes, the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, U.S. Congress is set to vote today on a $2 trillion stimulus package that's been proposed. It is the largest in American history uh, with five. $500 billion, uh, to bail out distressed businesses as part of that proposal. According to CNN, a leading epidemiologist, Ira Longini, who is a professor at the Center for Statistics and Quantitative Infectious Diseases at the University of Florida, is advising the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention that the peak of death in the U.S. will be approximately three weeks from now, after which most of the damage will be done. And says it may be possible to only isolate the vulnerable, allowing many to return uh, safely back to work. To help shape the conversation on leadership through crisis is first up Miss Gemmelyn Hewitt. Uh, she is an entrepreneur who decided to open her first business in 2011 with We Care Medical Transport, where she provided non-emergency transportation to individuals who needed transportation services to their doctor's appointments, day supports, and more. Miss Hewitt's transportation business grew when she expanded her services to provide children with transportation all over Hampton Roads. We Care Transport for Kids had multiple bright-colored vans where they safely transported kids to and from school, daycare, after-school events, field trips, and more. Within the first three months of opening, We Care was transporting to and from 52 schools at Hampton Road. That's incredible. In 2013, Ms. Hewitt opened her first group home for individuals with developmental disabilities, starting We Care Community Services. We Care Community Services quickly grew as Ms. Hewitt opened up her second group home, along with providing supportive in-home services to individuals with disabilities. Ms. Hewitt now has corporate offices in both Virginia Beach uh, and Richmond. And in 2018, she opened We Care Training Services, where she provides CPR and first aid, as well as 32-hour medication and refresher courses to the public. Within that same year, We Care Salon and Spa opened its doors to the public, where they provide hair and nail services. We Care Salon and Spa also host an individual spa day every Monday for individuals with developmental disabilities. And on this day, individuals can come in and get those same services for a discounted price. I fixed for their budget. In the following year, June of 2019, We Care Salon Cafe opened in the same shopping center uh, as the salon and spa, the cafe. The cafe not only provides services to everyone in the 757, but also offers free delivery services to other barbershops and salons within a four-mile radius of the cafe. In December of 2019, Ms. Hewitt opened her most recent business, We Care Juice Bar, where she sells freshly made cold-pressed juices, smoothies, and more. Wow, I'm so excited to finally get to interview you, Jemalyn. How are you? 
Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you. I'm doing well. Um, thank you for having me on your show. Oh, thanks so much. The pleasure is all ours. I'm certainly just excited about your entrepreneurship and your focus and commitment to to expanding the We Care brand. It's, it's really exciting to see this taking place. Um, we are inspired and encouraged, right, when we see that, that this is even possible. So we shared your bio, and in, just in light of everything that's going on, how are your businesses kind of coping with the scenario? Give us the real. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, so, as you spoke, um, Recare did open up seven businesses. Um, wow. It's funny because one of the things that people said is, why seven businesses? And I always said that if anything were to go down or anything happens, I have to back up. So, at this point, I did have to shut down five businesses, temporary, um, which was our salon and spa, um, our juice bar, our training center, of course, because we was providing um, classes where we had at least 10 people that was um, doing medication certifications and CPR first aid. Um, so that definitely had to close down because of the, um, the amount of people we was having in our classes. Mm -hmm. um, so our training center, our salon, um, and our juice bar did close, um, as well as our corporate office and our Richmond office. So our admin side had to close down. Now, um, yes, we had to close, but the beauty about it is that because I did have all those businesses, I do have a backup. So we have a few things that is still running, our supportive in-home side. We still work with individuals with developmental disabilities. Um, as long as our staff is, um, is making sure they're taking precautions, we are able to go in there and work with them one-on-one. -on -one. Um, group home does not shut down. That's something that runs 24 hours. So that kind of runs almost like as if it was a nursing facility or nursing home. So that's something that's their, their, where they live at. So that's something that's not going to go down. But, um, you know, so I was fortunate to that I was able to still provide, um, you know, jobs for people. The downfall, of course, with having to um, shut the businesses down or, you know, temporary was that um, staff was unemployed. Yeah. So, of course, it's not just our company. Of course, it's going around everywhere. So, you know, that can always be, you know, it's just explaining to them and telling them what we can do, trying to find out if I can keep certain jobs open to be able to accommodate and put somebody there. So, and one thing about We Care is that we all worked at each other's company. Like, we all... You know, I had my um, in-home coordinator work as a waitress. I didn't have oh, um, my program director work as a dishwasher. Like, we all rotated and had to do what we had to do when I was getting these businesses up. So the beauty of that is that I do have a team. Nice. So um, when you are opening the amount of businesses that I did, um, it's important to have a wonderful team. Um, mm -hmm. The team plays a big part in everything I do. I can't do it by myself. Um, as you can see, um, you know, there's a few, there's two types of people in businesses. There's one that wants to be an employee of their company, and then you got one that wants to run the company. So when I chose to run the company, I had to put people in place that love what they do and was able to see my vision of what I wanted with, from We Care. So yeah. um, it was, it's always a challenge when you're working with staffing, um, but when they, because not everybody's going to see your vision, but when you can get that one person to actually see what you're trying to do, um, it everything just kind of comes in place. So, um, wow. 
so yeah, we're, we are going through, um, a, you know, a, a bad time right now. But just like I tell staff, I said, you know, we, we just have to be patient. And, um, and I try to work with anything, you know, work with them with anything I can do. Um, some of them that, yeah, they might have had to close the, the salon down. But we, you know, they was able to help out with delivery services at our cafe. We still provide that services. You know, oh, we might is. not have them coming into the cafe, but we do delivery and curbside. So they might be able to say, you know, well, let me help out over here on this side and try to make some money. So, you know, so we try to work together. I appreciate what you said about the the mindset, right? As an entrepreneur, we've got to decide if we want to be an employee and start our business or if we really want to be an employer. I think another critical piece is just that ability to pivot, you know, and it sounds like that's something that you figured out, you know, when you're running a company, it's not a, it's not always cookie cutter. You've got to be willing to get in there and figure out what might be necessary from one moment to the next. Um, and so it sounds like you've got that kind of agility mindset where we do whatever is necessary in whatever times that we're living in. What would you say? You have to. Even when I opened up multiple businesses, my first thing was, what can I do? If something was to happen, will I be able to still survive off of this? Mm -hmm. So, at the time, one, my um, my focus was, of course, generational wealth. You know, yeah. making, you know, anybody can work hard, but when you work hard for a purpose, that's when you see results. Mm -hmm. So, I'm very big on, you know, when you, when you're working, that you want to see it at the end. So my way of doing that is passing it on to my kids. So I've taught them, you know, um, business. Of course, they're in my daughter's in business of her own. But, you know, just getting them to understand that everything we do have a backup for it. Now, anybody that's in business, I mean, there's times where, you know, it's, it, okay, if you don't, if you go into business and you don't have that backup, it's almost as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Okay, because what's happening is like this situation right now. So the first thing that people think is, oh, my God, what am I going to do? Yeah. When we go into business, we have to always make sure that we have backups because we never know what if, you know, the payroll, um, what if something happens? I know that when I first applied for, um, when we was applying for group home and I had to go through a year process, one of the things that they ask is your budget and you had to, you had to be able to show um, income of, um, of a certain amount on that budget in order to go through the process and pass with getting licensed. Now, a lot of people might say, well, why do they want to see that much or why do you have to show this type of income? Because if something was to happen or if you're, you know, you have to put staff there before you actually get paid, if the authorization don't go through, whatever the case is, are you able to still keep functioning and still be able to run without relying on that income to come in yet? So that's always just something that's been in the back of my mind. So anything kind of hone in on that point, though, because that's huge in terms of having protections in place inside your business. What are some of the recommendations that you would make in terms of um, putting into place a backup? What would you um, think? Well, just like anybody, we all we all know about savings. Sometimes it's hard. When I was working, when I was um, living paycheck to paycheck, it's very hard to be able to save when your money was gone before your check even comes. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I trust me, I've been in that predicament plenty of times. Yeah. Um, when you go into business, it can be the same thing. If you're not figuring out how to go in there and budget your money, 
save or um, figure out ways. And, and the ways that you can do it, because people will say, well, it's hard. Well, then you need to eliminate what you're spending, certain things you're spending. Yeah. Um, you need to figure out what you got to do to generate more money. There's so many reasons and less excuses that you can make to figuring out to do, to, you know, to save or put this away um, for backup versus making excuses. So if my excuse was when I'm living paycheck to paycheck, then what do I got to do to eliminate some of my bills so that way I can save $15, dollars $30 um, every paycheck? So if I get my nails done, if I get my hair done, if I'm going out to eat, then that has to be eliminated. Right. So anything can be eliminated when you're trying to save. I was saving more when I was only making 24000 a year than probably now when I'm making almost $2 million. <laughs> So, you know, it's. You know, everything, it's about, it's a mindset thing. It's a mindset. It's discipline. You know, it's a mindset thing. It can be done. So I, I definitely um, would recommend for business owners um, to make sure that that's one of the things that they're doing when they do go into business. Because you don't want to be running a business and having to still live paycheck to paycheck. we got to find ways, whether it's, um, you know, if, if it's more recreational things that you're doing more or, you know, um, whatever the case is, you need to find out what we need to you need to do. So, um, this is where financial counsel can come in. Yeah. Um, this is where you know maybe talk to like my support system was talking to other people that was doing the same thing that I was doing. Um, that, or, Let me you know, just interrupt you really briefly uh, for the benefit of those that may have just joined. Um, mm -hmm. This is Black Wall Street today with Blair Durham. We are interviewing Miss Jemalyn Hewitt, who is the owner of the We Care brand. We're having a conversation today about leadership through crisis and Jemalyn is sharing on how it is you can build in some protections for your business or for your for your businesses right now we're sharing on the topic of savings and discipline and you were saying okay so you know basically I mean it just it really breaks down to just trying to um, come up with a, a plan a strategy a, inside that budget right because we all didn't expect this to happen but when it did like I said I'm running seven businesses there's no way I can run seven businesses and not have that backup right so and I remember telling him it might have been a joke at the time it was like well you know if this don't work out then I guess I got this business if this don't work out I'll go down to here but you're gonna have to knock me down seven times before I get down to this point <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know but I thank God that there was that backup. I thank God that there was that cushion I put to the side. Um, my focus, of course, is trying to just explain to um, staff because, you know, w when I went into business, one of the beauties about what I was doing was that I was able to offer jobs to other people. Mm -hmm. So it was not just offering jobs to um, the community, but I was able to offer jobs to individuals with developmental disabilities. My main Huge. business that I opened was working with individuals with ID and DD. So I was able wow. to open up jobs for them as well. Amazing. So, Let me ask you about this point. This. I'm sorry, go ahead. And I was going to say, because now that we have this happen, it's like half, you know, everybody that I've hired, half of that has been cut. You know, so, you know, that's probably right now one of the devastating things that we have to do as an employer mm -hmm. that we're dealing with when it comes to that. Because having to let people know that have families, kids, um, that was their only income, that what we got to do temporary until we can get through this. I know one of the challenges in our community um, is around the idea of insurance, right? And we don't tend to have life insurance. Sometimes we're insuring our cell phones before we insure some of the, the weightier things, right? And in a lot of instances, we may not carry 
business insurance. Have you found business insurance to be a help to you uh, in, in these times? That business insurance is always, that's, that's a plus, because again, you never know what happened. But yes. um, with with what we're going through, um, they are offering other things to apply for because of the fact that it wasn't, you know, insurance is more like, you know, if um, something was to happen, go in there and file for your insurance, whether it was the business, a fire happened, or, you know, something go down, um, that, that's something that I would apply for. But if there's opportunities out here for businesses that they can apply for because of what's going on, I would take advantage of that first and then go to your insurance. Yeah, because so it's the Small Business Administration yeah. programs, yep. things like that. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. So if it's something regarding that, I would go to them to find out what benefits you can get regarding small businesses um, at this time because this is kind of new for everybody. Yeah. So the first thing we do want to do is probably call our insurance, but we don't know if that's our insurance going to go up. I, I really don't know. My thing mm-hmm. was to find out what, um, what they had available for us first that we can apply for and then kind of go from there. Yeah, that makes sense. But so I know in recent weeks you had a visit with Congresswoman Elaine Loria. Oh, yeah. And I think she was uh, wanting to hear from business owners, black business owners in particular, about challenges they may be facing. How did that conversation go? It went very well. I was I was very pleased that she was I was honored for her to have for her to come out to We Care and actually yeah. sit down and talk about all the businesses. Mm-hmm. And um so it was a blessing. Um there were some things that um, you know, taking her a tour to all the businesses and showing her what we actually do. Um, her taking the time to just listen. Um, if we had any concerns. Um, I just actually recently had a meeting with her um, this week and of course it was be regarding the situation that was going on right now. Her thing was is there anything that we can do? Like they wanted to get their opinion from this small business owners of um, what you know what we're needing help with or if we don't know where to apply or what to tell our staff so they can apply. Um, so those are the discussions that we had, and um, and it was very helpful because these are the questions that I didn't know what to ask because when I'm having staff come at me and was like, well, what do I do? I don't know if unemployment was the answer. I don't know if, you know, what they had to apply for. Like, was that going to hurt me if they if they, if they they applied for unemployment? Mm-hmm. So these are the questions that I needed to know as a small yeah. business and what we can do because once, even if everything goes back to normal, a lot of people are going to still be hurting because when you have to reopen your business, it's almost like starting from the beginning again. Mm-hmm. So there's funds and stuff that is required that to, when you do a startup, like for instance, in the restaurant business, mm-hmm. you have to re, you know, you have to go in there and do grocery shopping. You have to go in there and get all the food that's needed to start for that reopen or, you know, get all the employees back in place. And sometimes your, you know, the, 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 um, the payroll is going to kick in and, um, you know, everything's going to come probably before what you're generating. So everything is going to be like a startup for, for these businesses. Yeah. So having to figure out how to come up that's with That's an important perspective, too. Um, oh, yeah. We're, I, I think it's, it's also true that we're not going to be the same after this. But for businesses that are having to close their doors, coming back is going to be like starting all over. Starting wow. all over again. You know, they yeah. have to, you know, we had to throw away a lot of food that we wasn't generating. Um, like mm-hmm. right now we're doing delivery. So half the food that we was um, 
you know, we had, we had to throw out because we wasn't getting that type of orders no more. So yeah. just having to go in there and replenish um, everything back, um, get the staff back. Um, some of us might have lost staff um, and have to go in there and do go through the rehiring process. And, you know, I mean, it's a lot involved, but, you know, I mean, you do what you got to do. But at the same time, you know, just um, got to stay, you got to be patient mm-hmm. and, um, and just stay focused still on what, you know, what you're doing. So, and that's Similar what we do. Like, oh, my gosh, this has been great. That's the fastest 17 minutes ever. <laughs> we must have you back on this show. I want, um, before we kind of conclude this segment, if you wouldn't mind sharing with listeners um, how they can find out more information about the We Care brand. Um, and then if you're still taking orders, please provide that information as well. Absolutely. So our We Care Salon Cafe is still taking orders. Um, Right now we're currently open from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. We can only do delivery and curbside. Um, The phone number that they can reach us at is 937-1292. They can reach us on our uh, website page because our menu is on there as well at We Care. We Care Cafe. I'm sorry. We Care Salon Cafe.net. Um, so they can go onto the website um, and look at the menu and call in and put an order in. And one of the things that we are doing that's a special right now is if you call in your order and you pull up at the cafe um, and we do curbside, we'll give you 10% off your food order. Oh, nice. So um, that's one of the things, benefits that we are doing right now um, to, to help out. So, um, yes. Yay. Well, awesome. Thanks again, Jemalyn. Best to you during these times. I know these times are critical. We are certainly keeping our business owners um, in our thoughts and prayers. And so we look forward to talking with you again on the other side of this. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And when we return, we have a special edition of Money Talk. We'll talk in just a moment. Excellence is being able to perform at a high level for a long period of time. The next level success is just a step away. Stay tuned. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after a word from our underwriting sponsors. When the conversation is good and the friends are even better, you'll find a wine that brings it all together. Shoe Crazy Wine. Remember that name. Shoe Crazy Wine. Available at Costco, Kroger, and these other fine retailers. We know you love jazz music. So, let's try some jazz music with a little R&B flavor. Jazz music with a little trap flavor. Jazz and Caribbean. Hey, we mix it up. So, online, look for Grandpa Crunk and enjoy the great jazz music. Grandpa Crunk. Jazz music. Peace. I'm your brother Crunk. I have a new podcast called Snatched. Sorry. You're about to get snatched. It's the best of my YouTube channel from TV. You're listening to the Snatched Podcast. In audio mastered format. Snatch and run! On Blueberry, Android, the Edgy Podcast, Stitcher, Digital Podcast, and Speaker. Ever experience what snatching is like? Welcome, welcome back to Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. Super excited for this edition of Hashtag 
Money Talk. We're going to be talking today with Michael Gray and Anthony Epps about how to protect your assets during times of uncertainty, a continuation from last week's discussion. Gentlemen, are you there? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Awesome. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for this timely content. Certainly, there are lots of questions, in many cases, more questions than answers when we're looking at TV and, and, and uh, tuning in to our phones. So thank you guys for being professionals and, and sharing with us this information. Let's get started. Okay. Good day to you, Ms. Blair. It's good to be here again. Uh, first of all, we want to uh, just uh, send our uh, best wishes to everybody. Uh, make sure everybody stay safe uh, during this uh, time uh, that we're living in. Uh, sure. Fires, and we pray everybody's safe and everybody's well. So today we're going to talk about how to protect your assets uh, during times of uncertainties. Okay, so the first thing, let's define the word uncertain, okay? So uncertain basically means not knowing, okay? And right now we're living in times where people just don't know in many cases, what to do, okay? Also, the word uncertain could mean not to be relied upon, okay? Mm. Or something that's not definite. So these are times, okay, that we're living in where people just don't know, okay, number one. They don't know what to rely on, number two, okay? And they don't know what is definite, okay? Especially with this uh, uh, this society that we're living in now with this virus going on. It's affecting a lot of people's lives, okay? All right? Indeed. So with that, we have a lot of uncertainty, okay, in a marketplace, in a free marketplace such as ours. Uh, our marketplace is a free marketplace. And when we have that uncertainty, okay, what it does, it promotes fear. <coughs> Excuse me. And once we get fear, okay, what fear has a tendency to do is cause a lot of uh, chaotic things, okay, uh, in the marketplace. For example, uh, the Dow, okay, the stock market, okay, we're seeing that have plunged, okay, by almost 30% in the last three or four weeks. As a result of that, uh, we see also, too, from these uncertainties, uh, the pocketbooks, okay, the pocketbook realities, okay, of COVID-19, okay, have hit. Matter of fact, that's for everybody, okay, uh, people that's in the workplace, uh, they hit our 401k plan, mm-hmm. taking the devastating effects on our savings accounts. Uh, we see loss of jobs. We see people being laid off. We see businesses <clears throat> that are shut down. And we see also loss of lives, okay? So we see that uh, these uncertainties, okay, has produced a lot of things that have caused us to alter not just our personal lives, but also to our financial lives, okay? Sure. And when we look at uh, some of the things that we need to be concerned about, I'm going to talk about one account uh, today. That, that, that could affect quite a few people. Uh, and that's basically, when, that, when we talk about savings account, real estate, all these various things that we need to be concerned about, one thing that we can take care of right now, personal care of, and we have opportunity to move on that quite rapidly, and that's our 401k, okay? Okay. Basically, uh, that uh, we have the opportunity to make some adjustments, okay? Uh, doing these, what we call these new norms that we're living in, okay? Uh, matter of fact, uh, to be quite frank with the Americans, okay, Americans with a 401k count, okay, that's tied into the stock market, okay, what this means is that we're going to see losses, okay, and that's reality, okay, so we look at what's happening right now uh, in our marketplace, okay, the average uh, 401k count over the last several weeks, okay, have taken a great decline. Uh, as much as I would say the average account could lost between twenty five to thirty thousand uh, dollars because of the plunge that took place on the Wall Street. 
Now, keep in mind that when we see a thousand point drop in Wall Street, it doesn't mean that the wealthy are being affected as much as the everyday workplace people, okay? So what I'm saying is that we got to learn how to uh, operate uh, in these type of environments because what's coming right now is something that could affect a lot of us and that's a recession. And we'll go back to 2008 real quick. Uh, during 2008, we called that the Great Recession, okay? And uh, we have a lot of situations that took place back then that could take place now mm-hmm. if we don't get rid of this virus. Uh, back in 2008, we had 401ks, hours, okay? Uh, matter of fact, uh, people back then, uh, the nation, uh, the stock market, uh, was also with $2.4 trillion, okay, in, in wow. the last quarters, okay? And so what happened was people who were exposed, okay, uh, to the marketplace, a volatile marketplace, uh, that means they lost quite a bit of money. And so what we're trying to do today is we're just trying to let our listeners know that we have uh, programs, plans on how to uh, make adjustments, how to reset, and how to protect your assets during these uncertainties of time. So basically, we offer a free consultation also for that. Oh, really? I'm going to let Mr. F also come in and shine in, jump in on it. We're going to talk more about how we can protect our assets with certain type of instruments that we have here uh, in our practice, okay? All right, so Mr. F, we're going to tell about the... Uh, okay. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? Okay. Yeah, also, uh, when it comes to asset protection, you know, people work hard all their lives are saving their assets, whether it's a house, saving account, things like that. And uh, because a lot of people don't realize that you can lose those things or can also be uh, in a situation where you have to pay out a lot if death strikes during these times. So we want to make sure that people are set up properly from a protection standpoint. A lot of people don't realize that when you have a will, you have to go through, in most cases, the probate process. And probate basically is a legal process through which the court sees that when you die, your debts are paid and your assets are distributed according to your will. If you don't have a valid will, the assets are distributed according to state law. Well, the question is, what's so bad about probate? It can be expensive with uh, legal executive fees and other costs must be paid before your assets can be fully distributed to your heirs. And if you own property in other states, your family could face multiple probates in each one according to the laws in that particular state. Because these costs can be you know, very widely. So uh, basically in a situation like that, when you do have a death, it typically can take anywhere from nine months to two years for your estate to be uh, processed. And uh, case in point, for example, uh, if a person own a home, have 401k, things like that, savings, and if that value is roughly, say, a half a million dollars, uh, probate costs can be anywhere from five to 10%, or sometimes even higher, 15%. So a half a million dollar estate at 10%, it could cost $50,000 for probate costs. And uh, people don't realize that if 
the family don't have the money to pay that cost, a lot of times they end up, you know, uh, selling off the property to get paid. Uh, so what we encourage is for people to get information on what that could in, <coughs> entail. And uh, basically, we have instruments to help people set up to help them avoid those kind of costs uh, from having to go through uh, a probate process. Uh, so, yeah, this is uncertain times. Uh, people are losing money. People are passing away. So we want to make sure that we inform the people and the public as best as possible what they need to do to help protect their assets. And I had no idea that the probate process could be so extensive and so uh, so costly. So thank you for that. Yeah. So in terms of the free consultations, how how can we contact you all? Because well, you all can do these consultations. I think I iterated this last week. But you can consult with anybody across the country. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. We have listeners tuning in from 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 every uh, from every state in a lot of instances. So, how can you be reached? Well, first of all, the company name is Apex Financial Group of Virginia Incorporated, and we're located in the lovely city of Portsmouth, right on the waterfront, at three five five Crawford Street, Suite three twenty, Portsmouth, Virginia two three seven zero four. Perfect. The office number here is seven five seven. Six four zero zero two zero seven, and our fax number is seven five seven six four zero one nine two eight. The email address is apex underscore of underscore va at yahoo dot com. So that's how we we can be contacted, and uh, of course we have a website uh, that you can go to to look up apex www.apexfinancialgroup.com Apex Financial Group of VA.com, right? Okay, cool. I want to make sure I reiterate that information at the close of this show as well. This is super exciting. Uh, I know that we were scheduled to do an in-person event this week, but I want um, folks to just kind of be on the lookout. We are going to conduct a virtual session, so you'll have an opportunity to meet and greet with Michael Epps and Anthony Gray from the I think I said that backwards. Michael Gray and Anthony Epps, rather, uh, from the comfort of your own home. Uh, so stay tuned for information on a virtual series where you can uh, meet our financial experts um, and get more information about the work that they do through Apex Financial Group of Virginia. Gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for your time today and this valuable information. Thank you. Thank you. Always. Awesome, awesome. And when we return, uh, we'll have Ron Lewis, uh, retired Army General Ron Lewis, who will be sharing a little bit more with us on the topic of leadership through crisis. We'll return in just a moment. The biggest financial asset that you have going for you by miles is the value of your own earning power over the years. If you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. More important business insights are on the way. Stay locked in. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after these messages. 
Come to the Hampton University Museum and Archive. Free and open to the public, travel back in time and enjoy the masterpieces from the 19th century, the Harlem Renaissance, and even contemporary movements such as Africobra. We are home to the largest public collection of African-American art. You can also admire the museum's special gems like the Liberty Pin, used by Abraham Lincoln to sign the Emancipation Proclamation, founded in 1868. We're the country's oldest African-American museum. Explore our 10 galleries of fine art from Pacific Islander to African to Native American. We also welcome students and educators to find over 10 million primary documents and photographs for curriculum research. We take pride in our national treasure and hope you do too. Call 757-727-5308 or visit museumathamptonu.edu for more information and events. Keeping you informed, we are the essence of HU 88.1 WHOV. Are you a 757 business owner? Do you desire to make new connections and grow your community involvement? Could you benefit from taking classes to sharpen your skills? Well, join Black Brand, Hampton Roads Regional Black Chamber of Commerce. Completing a membership application is simple. Just click onto our website at www.blackbrand.biz or download the app. We look forward to meeting and building with you soon. WHOV would like to thank Black Brand for its support of WHOV programming. Hey, this is Seiko, DJ Seiko Varner, the producer of this podcast. So when I'm not producing podcasts, I'm actually DJing wedding receptions, corporate events, proms, other formals, and I would love to take care of your special event. So our company is Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. That's www.positivevibes.net. We've been performing for over 25 years, and we would love to bring our expertise and our fun to your special event. Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. Peace and prosperity. And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham on Smooth 88.1 WHOV. Welcome, welcome back. The 76th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. We're sharing on the topic of leadership through crisis. I'm delighted to have retired Army General Ron Lewis with us. He is no stranger to the platform. The CEO and founder of LTC2 Consulting is a small, tailored, minority-owned company of seven veteran academic and business experts who continue to serve by helping other business leaders and their organizations grow. Ron recently joined the Hampton Roads region after a 30-year military career. He and his diverse team of veteran leaders partner with government officials and growing business leaders on strategic planning, leader and team development, and crisis response. They've conducted seminars, training, and consulting services for several regional businesses, schools, and municipalities. Ron also serves as the vice chair of military affairs for the Hampton Roads Chamber of Commerce, and he's a member of the City of Virginia Beach Minority Business Council. Welcome, welcome back, Ron. Blair, thank you very much. I appreciate having you here, uh, particularly during these times. I know we want to jump in and talk a little bit about some of the uh, business implications of COVID-19. Um, what, what do we need to consider in terms of workforce protection in times like these? 
Absolutely. First, first off, Blair, I really appreciate what you and your platform are doing <clears throat> right now. You know, during this really tough time, to try to keep everyone connected, keep everyone informed. And uh, we may not be able to do it face to face, but uh, you know, the fact that you're doing it this way, I, I just think shows your leadership. It's um, essential. Appreciate your leadership as well. I know you're providing similar platforms, and that's what it's all about, right? Leadership through crisis. I concur. I concur completely. Uh, so, given the governor's executive order 53 that came out on on Monday, and kind of where we are right now with non-essential recreational places being shut down, school done for the year. Uh, I, I know several service workers who are trying to figure out how they're going to replace wages and tips and it will only be 30 days so 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 tough time right now and i think the measures that are in place uh are first and foremost about workforce protection preventing the spread uh trying to contain so that we we can we can get on the other side of this curve as quickly as possible and so i think your first question blair about what us as business leaders should be doing to protect the workforce is 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 that Right. I mean, stay stay home. Telework. Uh, you have the structure in place. You have the VPN, the networks, the computers to be able to allow people to to work from home. Uh, I've got a good friend of mine as a principal of the school, uh, trying to figure out how we can continue to educate. Can we do mobile education? Move vehicles around and pick some of these students up. Uh, you know, leaders should be. If you're sick, you don't feel well. Stay home. Stay separated. Yeah. Um, hy- hygiene, not just hand washing, but additional cleaning of for, for those businesses that are essential and are still staying open. They, they should really be increasing the frequency of wiping down areas. You know, just really good attention to surface level, level uh, hygiene, social distancing, keeping people apart, even if you still have to work. So, uh, I think our first responsibility is to is to protect the workforce, and it's. It stinks that people can't be making the revenue they want, uh, but it's about uh, protecting the force for the long run. Yeah, to your point, uh, yesterday I had to go into a local cock store, uh, but was very, very impressed uh, by the way in which they were handling hygiene. Uh, they had a dedicated staff person that yes. was just focused on cleaning. I mean, from the time I entered until I was done conducting business, he was spraying, wiping. Um, they established their boundaries via tape. So they had blue tape that kind of indicated where the customers were to stand with regard to um, uh, their own kind of workstations. And so I thought that, you know, that was that was good leadership on their part to, to implement those additional measures. Because, you know, didn't want to have to go into Cox, but I had to go into Cox. And so they were still open, but they were ensuring that, that people were safe. So I thought that was great. So I think, uh, I think Cox also is, uh, uh, you know, Cox was one of those companies that early on went, okay, how can we be of service to the community? I, I think they, they foresaw this teleworking and, and uh, you know, you we had Tanya uh, Wally, the vice president of field ops, up with us today earlier on our session. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, she and NECA and, and JD, I, I think they did a, I think they did a pretty good job of anticipating how they could help 
by increasing their services and you know making sure people could actually stay in communications, work from home, and that kind of thing. So, little little shout out to them for yes, their, I, their proactivity. Absolutely. Yeah. So let me ask you this question, because I think this is important to something you highlighted earlier. For the individuals that we employ, um, as well as, you know, those that we are serving, it could be said that we are um, the nerve center, right, for current information. How can we make sure that we're providing the best information? Uh, Well, I think that that's going to be one of our critical leader crisis responsibilities. Uh, there's so much misinformation out there, Blair, right now. There's so, you know, and, and if you listen to whatever type of news you listen to, we'll swing it one way or the other. Uh, so I think we've got to be able to provide a source for our employees, for uh, those that work with us, of reliable, accurate, updated information. The facts, not fear, not spin or politics, but okay, it's 53,000 in the United States as of this morning. You know, tested positive. It's it's 710 or 709, you know, deaths in the United States. And here's, here's really where we are at Hampton Roads. And here's really what Executive Order 53 says in a minimum of 30 days. But, you know, I mean, so I, so I think however you, you do it, you could you could have daily. I've seen people have like a daily post on their online platforms with, you know, here's just the latest facts or updates. Uh, I've seen people going to daily calls uh, just to start the day, right? I mean, like you would do if we were going to work together, you know, like a little daily conference call to just put out the latest data. Um yeah, I like that. You know, so last night, obviously, the Senate passed the, the, the $2 trillion stimulus bill. Uh, we can talk about that in a second. But that that, that did come out last night it's through the Senate. It, hopefully, it's through the House today and, and, yeah. and in law and signed. Uh, you know, but that's going to be one of those critical ones that we're going to need to get the information out on, accurate information out on for, for, uh, for the force. Are there some, so, so what are you recommending in terms of places where we can even, um, get this information? I mean, I'm, I, I know personally I'm all over the place. I'm looking at CNN, New York Times, CNN, uh, Reuters. What are some of your favorites that seem to be neutral, right, but definitely factual? Uh, everything you named, like like fair and balanced, like you got to watch an hour of Fox, and then you got to watch an hour of right. or CNBC, right? I mean, just fair yeah. and balanced, you know, so that yeah. so that you, you can hear both sides. So, so you know, I think definitely, <clears throat> excuse me, the you know the TV sources are uh, are, are pretty up to date, and you know with the ability to listen to the daily White House update briefs, mm-hmm. to listen to I like listening to, you know, Mayor Cuomo from New York City. He just seems to be on it. Of course, he's the epicenter right now, but he's yeah, he really on what he needs, what why he needs it, that kind of thing. So mm. the, I think the TV, radio pieces are important, but I, I would also recommend reading business, you know, reading business uh, sources, right? McKinsey, the Wall Street Journal, uh, you know, there. So, so business implications. Uh, you know, really, what do we think about quarter one, two, three, that kind of thing? Stock. Uh, the CDC, uh, yeah. you know, Center for Disease Control, has got a, an accurate. Uh, you can, I mean, it, it pops up on YouTube. 
Um, you know, but the CDC is the place, I think, to get, you know, the most accurate numbers and what should we do and that kind of thing. So, um, uh, you know, just recapping, of course, a little bit of what you're used to seeing, local TV, whatever your favorites are, I recommend a little balance uh, on, you know, getting your news by TV or radio, but, but read some read some online sources that are neutral and, and scientific and business-related. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, they said business and scientific. Yeah, that's huge. Okay. So what are some of the other kind of available resources? I know we talked about the, hopefully the passing of this $2 trillion unprecedented uh, stimulus package. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been mm-hmm. hearing about the SBA, the uh, economic uh, disaster loan um, has been that has been passed and and so forth. What are some of the other things um, that we need to be kind of either paying attention to or taking a look at? Um, sure. For us to help uh, I, well, the SBA is pushing out in our uh, supplier diversity, our, our, our uh, small business uh, development centers are pushing out pretty good information. I know you're doing a good job of emailing and sharing those. Um, I think those are gonna be important. So not only did the uh, economic injury loan disaster piece come through, which has got reasonable loan rates, right? I think it's like yeah. 3.775 for businesses. I've even heard that they're gonna go down to 0%. Uh, I, I love that. What if I've the heard. Fed moves rates down, um, yeah. you know that that will be important. Um, but you know they also came out with an automatic deferment for those of us that might have uh, loans from previous disasters, you know, mm-hmm. from uh, Hurricane Matthew or, or whatever you make. You know, so, so there's an automatic wow. deferment that's out there right now. People should be smart on. Uh, there's information being put out on free. Uh, local business assistances, uh, things like SCORE, uh, veterans employment or, or women business uh, sites. So, so there's lots of free resources that are out there right now to you know to help businesses take a look at themselves and uh, you know where they where they are. Um, there's there's actually help for those kind of businesses that are doing exports right now because they, they know that trade and export uh, is kind of you know coming to a halt with the, the global pandemic. Yeah. Uh, so if you're in that business, there's help for es- exports. Uh, there's I would say people need to think about, and that's why we preach you know a little bit of diversity in your company. Uh, so not just doing commercial or just doing government contract. But, but government contracts are doing okay right now. DOD, uh, health services, Department of Health Services. I mean, so, so if you're in the contracting mode, uh, you're probably okay right now with, with those contract services. So uh, you know, one lesson coming out of this for us leaders too ought to be think about diversification uh, you, you know, so that all eggs are in one basket when bad things happen. Um, yeah, we spoke a little bit about that during our first segment. That's huge. Okay. 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 So I know you've got, we've got just probably about three and a half minutes remaining. Um, mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about customer engagement, and then I want to focus the lion's share of the three minutes on some recovery predictions. Um, when is this thing going to be done, and then when will the market start to 
for a rebound. <clears throat> if you if you know the answer to that, uh, <laughs> I'm just telling you that we should go in business right now. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I think I think Blair, like we are keeping our employees, uh, our business partners informed. Uh, yeah, I mean, we got to keep our customers informed. There there are some companies out there that are still doing essential work. Yeah. Uh, but they may have to change the way they're doing business. So keeping customers informed, pushing stuff out to them on how you're going to be able to operate, how you change your hours, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the right thing to do business leader etiquette wise. And um, uh, to your point on, you know, another thing that we need to do as leaders is realistic predictions on when we're going to recover. I, I don't think that at the 30 day mark, Mm-mm. Someone's going to snap their fingers and everything's going back to the same level that it was. It's just, it's just not going to happen, right? We've had such a decrease in uh, business and consumer spending. Um, I've, I've read a couple of business pieces out there, and for our listeners, uh, you know, not doom and gloom, but you know, some of these predictions say that uh, because of this decrease in business and consumer and consumer spending. Uh, and the policies that are put in place, we're looking at a huge impact until the end of the second quarter for this year. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, layoffs, bankruptcies, uh, loans, loans not being paid back, all going to put huge pressure on the banking and financial systems. So we have to see what that looks like. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, I'm, I'm seeing and hearing the recession and slump doesn't end until the end of third quarter and even the stimulus packages and these lowering of interest rates uh they help but but no real genuine recovery until early fourth quarter so if, if that's if that's accurate we just need to be ready as business leaders to to survive that long with, with cash flow with changes in the way we do business um and we got to be honest with our with, with our people. Uh, so again, I think realistic expectations. That's a source uh, that that says early fourth quarter to, to have some genuine genuine recovery. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've got just a moment here. I want to make sure that you know if if you can be contacted. I know that you provide consultative services. I. I'm assuming you're going to be providing those services remotely, and I know that our business owners could definitely utilize the help. Can you talk about how you can be reached? Absolutely. Uh, thanks, Blair. So the web the website is uh, ltc2globalconsulting.com. Once again, ltc2globalconsulting.com. And then from the website, you can get to all my social media, my, my Facebook, my LinkedIn. You can call me on the phone. Uh, uh, yeah. put my, put, you've got my phone number out there. But uh, LTC2GlobalConsulting.com. Uh, okay. That's, that's it. And you mentioned your phone number as well. No. I'm six year old. Oh. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> now, if, if, people, if people need me, they, I'm, I'm up. It's listed on the website also. Okay. And I wish everyone the best during this this tough period of time. I really, I really do. And um, you know, people need to stay close as they can. Uh, we, we do hear that mention today of uh, virtual happy hours. Mm-hmm. Virtual happy hours. You know, people yeah. just connecting over over line and uh, you know over the air and and you know staying as socially connected and inspiring each other as possible during during these tough times. Really important. I just saw a ton of. Um 
a ton of flyers come through, all virtual, different things coming up. <laughs> Looks like we've got to wrap up, though. I want to thank you so much, Ron. I definitely look forward to talking with you maybe again while we're still in this as we you know, continue to receive updates and things. And then definitely, again, on the other side of this, you are always in season. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you, Burke. appreciate what you're doing for the community. Please Absolutely. keep it up. All the best to you and your family. Absolutely. And just a quick announcement from our sponsor at Milestone Mental Health Agency. We're looking for you, they say. are open to all passionate individuals that are looking to make a difference. There is a shortage of counselors. If you're looking to provide some in-home counseling services, they do have an event coming up on April 6th from 1 to 6 p.m. It's a hiring event at 3303 Airline Boulevard, number 3C in Portsmouth. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in today. Uh, on behalf of Milestone Mental Health Agency and Apex Financial Group of Virginia, our phenomenal guests, uh, Gemlin Hewitt of the We Care brand, of course, our Money Talk segment with Michael Gray and Anthony Epps, and uh, certainly, um, last but not least, Mr. Ron Lewis, and thanks so much for your leadership and service uh, of building minds and building connections, forging the path ahead toward business success in the black community. We look forward to talking next week. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black. Black Wall Street, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black, uh, black Wall Street.